Exodus said, the thing is true according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. The Lord know what their law is. He got a way to go around their law. He had a way to go around their law, even though their law was this or that or the other thing. The Lord knew how to deal even in that issue. We got to make sure that this thing is published abroad because the devil do not want it to spread. Look, look at this thing here. Let's go a little further. Um, look at Matthew, the uh, 24th chapter. And look at the 14th verse. In fact, back into the 12th verse, Matthew 24 and 12. It said, and because iniquity shall abound, all we got to do is open our eyes and look all around us. Man, there is so much iniquity out here. I see the hand of the devil being ramped up on a daily basis. I'm telling you what, COVID, man, what we going through right now, it seems like it's worse than COVID. So many people are getting shot. People committing suicide. Lady jumped off the balcony at the jail with shoelaces around her neck. Trying to kill himself. People are trying to kill themselves on an alarming rate. People are putting guns to their head and pulling the trigger. This is demonic activity. It's demonic in nature. I'm here to tell you. There's so much going on. It's that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. We see that on a daily basis. People ain't got no love. People ain't got no love in their heart. Everybody, their people's hearts are cold. But it said, but he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be what? Saved. All you got to do is hold on to the end, and the Lord said he will save us. He said, in this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. This gospel that we believe in has to go out into all the world. And guess how it's going to get there? By preachers, but not just by preachers. Who else going to get How is it going to get there? Sister Georgiana, how else is it going to get there? With his disciples. How are they going to show it? Living the life. Living the life. Sometimes, though, you got to it take a little more than living the life. Sometimes we want to be just quiet and just go about our daily activity. But I'm telling you, I go right back to the things will come and go right at your doorstep. You try to live the life, you try to be quiet, you try to just go along with your daily activity, and something come right, knock on your door. You try to avoid it, but it come right to you. And so what you got to do is you got to learn how to stand. You got to learn how to flat-footed toward that devil, and you got to stand. See, when the devil come at you, then it's your time to shine. I can see if you're going, some people, they run it after. No, if the devil running after you, the Bible says that you resist the devil. And what will he do? He will flee. So we got to stand flat-footed. And so he said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Sometimes people come pushing, pushing their views to you, and you know. Look, let me show you something here. Go to Matthew 14, chapter. I want to show you something here. Look at the third verse. Matthew 14 and 3. It said, For Herod had laid hold on John 
and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. Now watch this. For John said unto him, it is not lawful for thee to have her. Some people will try to come to you and try to push their, their doctrine on you. Now listen to what I'm saying. Listen carefully. Herod was a practicing Jew. Herod was a practicing Jew. They say he was half Arab and half Jew. But he was a practicing Jew. So he was trying, and it's almost like somebody coming to you and saying they're a Christian. But they say they're a Christian, but they try to tell you they believe in water baptism in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And they try to get you to believe that too. So when they come at you like that and they say they're a Christian, they say that they're believing the same God as you, it's time to straighten them out. It's time to let them know you're wrong. Look at, what, look at what John did. John said unto him, it is not lawful for thee to have her. He, can't, he had to come against it. Some people say, well, that's politics. No, wait a minute now. Herod was a practicing Jew. So it's dealing with spiritual things. And when you're dealing in the spiritual realm, I'm not talking about getting into the natural realm. Those are certain things that are relegated to the natural realm. But I'm talking about when somebody say that they are Christian and they're coming at you and trying to tell you something and trying to turn what you believe, you got to set them straight. you got to make sure that you proclaim the name of the Lord. And so John told him, it's not lawful for thee to have her. What law? The law of the Jews. Really the law of the Lord. But it wasn't lawful for him to have his brother's wife. And so what happened was he didn't like that. It said that when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. John didn't back up even though he was going to be put to death. John didn't back down one bit. He let him know what was right. Are we letting people know what's right or are we letting a lot of things slide? What do I mean by that when I say we letting a lot of things slide? Give me an example. Can you give me an example? Somebody comes to you on your job and they say, man, you can wear your pants. They say they're a Christian and they wear their pants. I'm talking about women. They're a Christian and they wear their pants and I don't see nothing wrong with it. And you say, <laughs> did you let it slide? Yeah, you let it slide. You let it slide. But they're supposed to be Christian. So what you got to do is you got to let them know. Uh-uh. You got to spread the truth and let them know this is not right according to the scripture. And if you don't know where to look, you can certainly call up one of us. A preacher, a good brother in the church who may know. And ask, where would that scripture be at? You got to let people know, especially when they say that they are Christian. A lot of people run around here saying they're Christian, saying they saved. Didn't you testify to somebody who tried to tell you they saved that you, you tell them, are you saved according to this? They came at you, right? When they come at you, you got to set them straight. You got to spread this thing because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? The sinner ain't going to do it. The sinner don't want nothing. No part of it. The sinner is not going to tell them the truth. But when they're talking about they know the truth and they believe in the truth, then you got to, the Bible says, look, look at what the scripture says. I'm going to show you. Look at uh, look at Second Timothy, the second chapter. Second Timothy, two, 
And look at the 24th verse, 2 Timothy 2 and 24. You got to say amen. The Bible said, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. That's some of the qualities that we should all have, even though this is talking about preachers, well, talking to the preacher, but this is something we should all strive to be. It says, In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the what? Truth. If they don't know the truth, and they are, shut, they are throwing their doctrine at you, which is not the truth. What should you do? You got <laughs> to set them straight. Wait, wait, hold on. In meekness now. You can't do it like, you know, go crazy and try to beat them in the head and call them dumb dogs. Like, <laughs> like one of our friends would do. He'd call them dumb dogs in a minute. You can't do that. But you got to take time with them. Be patient. First of all, why should we be patient with people that do stuff like that? People are patient with us. Patient with us. And sometimes they really don't know. All they know is what they've been taught. So in meekness, you can let them know, look, I hear what you're saying, but that's not really how it went. That's not the scripture. That's not the word of God. Especially when you know it's not the word. And you can let them know that's not what the Bible said. Go back and look at it. Read it again and see because that's not what it said. You know how many people misquote the scripture? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they'll take it and they'll butcher it up, jack it up to try to make that square peg fit that round hole. And you can tell them, look, now wait, wait. That's not, let, let, do you want to look at it together? Let's look at it. But in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Sister Deborah, what are you going to say? Can't tell you if you interpret it wrong. Well, they can say that all they want. They can say that all they want. But the main thing is, here's one thing I know. The word of God going to stand. And when you hear the truth, it's going to stick with you. And the truth is going to trouble you. I'm here to tell you, when you hear the truth, it'll work on you. It won't leave you. It'll trouble you. Now, some people's conscience is seeing with a hot eye, and they can hear the truth and it bounce off of them. But if they, if they really got a right heart, and they believe me when I tell you, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people out here with a right, with a good heart. They really want to do the right thing. They just, like I said, they haven't heard it. They haven't heard it before. Like that lady I was telling you about the other night who was going to that apostolic church. She said, she, you know, her, her um, boyfriend or friend or whatever she said had been working on her a long time. And at first she was like, she thought they were just no way. But she said, man, when she got the Holy Ghost, she was like, oh, I can see so many things now. The scale, I told her the scales fell from her eyes. She was like, she could just see it. But it took a while for her to get there. It takes a while for people to get there. But if we are not teaching, if we are not publishing this thing, if we are not spreading this thing, the devil want us to be quiet. He will try to scare us into being quiet. Sit there in the corner like a dormouse. And this thing, look, look at what the Lord told me. Watch this now. Go, go to the book of Acts, the 26th chapter. Now let's look at the 24th verse. It said in Luke and Acts 26 and 24, and as he thus spake for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, 
all, thou art beside yourself. Much learning doeth make thee mad. Ain't that what they say, Sister Deborah? See? They say, you crazy. Something wrong with you. They told Paul, much learning that made you mad. You didn't, man, how many times they didn't call me crazy? You crazy. I'm telling them nothing but the butt naked truth, and they calling me I'm a nut. I'm crazy. I'm trying to, all I'm trying to do is tell you the truth. All I'm trying to do is really lay it out for you, but you think I'm crazy. You think I'm the crazy one. And, and Festus stoned Paul, and he said it with a loud one. Paul! <laughs> you are beside thyself. Much learning doing make thee mad. What you talking about? Christ should suffer. Rise from the dead. Show the light unto the people. You nuts. But look at what Paul said. But he said, I'm not mad, most noble. Look at how he, re he retained that respect. Sometimes it could be your boss on your job, but you got to set your boss straight. Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes you got to set your boss straight. If your boss is supposed to be proclaiming the name of the Lord, they say they live in the same life, they're supposed to be Christian, and they come at you off the wall. Sometimes you got to let your boss know. They're like, boss, I'm sorry. But that's not how it goes. They're talking about women uh, divorced. They tried to jump on me. I always tell you how when I first got this job, how they tried to jump on me. All of them in the room trying to jump on me about divorce. And I'm standing flat-footed with them. And my boss... Didn't even know he was in his second marriage. <laughs> he a double. He trying to get me to be quiet, be quiet, quiet. People try to come. They try to come um, make you shut up. But Lord have mercy. They got it that day. They got it that day. He said, "Much learning to admit thee mad." And he said, "I'm not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and soberness. What I'm saying is true. What I'm saying is sober." He said, for the king knoweth of these things. Now watch this now. Before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. It is churches nowadays. You hardly know they're even in church. It's like what they're doing is being done in a corner. People that say they saved, you don't even know they saved. What they're doing is being done in a corner. they undercover Christians. Nobody know they're saved. Nobody know they're supposed to be living right. You'd be shocked when they say, I'm saved. You're saved, for real. Because your salvation has been done in the corner. But look at what Paul told him. He said, none of these things. Declared openly among you. They didn't try to cover it up and try to hide it. He made everybody to know. Look at the man when he was healed. Look at what happened with the man when he was healed. It was in front of everybody. They all knew. Tore the city up. So why are we trying to do things in the corner and why shouldn't we be out there and letting folks know the goodness of the Lord? Testify and tell them what God has done. Are we ashamed of our testimony? Look at, look at what Paul said. <laughs> you already know what I'm going. Romans, I believe it is. We can't be ashamed of this thing. He said... Well, there's a few different places. Um, look at Romans 10 and 11. Romans 10 and 11 said, For the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. If we really believe on the 
should not be ashamed. If you go back to Romans 1 and 16, look at what Paul said there. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You see that? Why should we be ashamed of this gospel? Why should we be ashamed of what we got? Why should we hide it in a corner? We got to spread it abroad. Because believe me when I tell you, the devil is doing his hardest job. He's doing his best to try to make sure that it's covered up. Saints, I'm telling you, people back in the time, I keep saying this, but it's so true, it just hurts my heart. Back in the day, they would stand up for what was right. I can't hear. I don't care what kind of church it is. You don't hear churches standing up for the truth. You got people, to, I keep saying this, listen to me. You got people trying to teach your children as kindergartners how to be transsexuals. This is wrong. This type of stuff is wrong. We're supposed to train them in the way they should go. We got to stand up and tell them, no, this is not right. It's against the word of God. There are things that we can stand up with, especially, like I said, when it comes to our door, we can stand up and say it's wrong. If it's wrong, it's wrong, and we should say something about it. And let people know that's wrong. But we don't want to get involved. <laughs> so if we do, we don't get involved. But that ain't what God called us. Did we call us to be what? Lights. Shining in the midst of where? Yeah. It's easy to shine in the church. That's light all here. We got light everywhere. But what about in the dark places? Do we 